This is two girls, two girls one, ghost. one ghost and we are your ghostesses that is corinne hello and i'm sabrina i feel like every time we do the that is and that is and it might get confusing i'll do our introductions corinne is finally healthy again and we are really happy she didn't go to the hospital i almost died you guys i actually had dehydration and my mom came down from vermont because she was concerned and was trying to get me to go to the hospital i started crying but i wasn't actually crying because no tears were coming out because i had no water (laughs) in my body and i freaked out and then i managed to come back to life without any needles in my body and without actually dying she didn't have a near-death experience and she's not a ghost she's still living breathing corinne yes although i did make a crucial mistake yesterday what'd you do i walked through the park with my guard down and the squirrels knew (laughs) <laughs> and I had the strangest thing happen to me. They were, first of all, they were all making eye contact with me. And I thought that that was odd. But I walked through the park. I did what I needed to do. did my holiday shopping. Then I walked back through the park. And I was like, it's such a beautiful day. I've been inside with the flu for the past 10 days. Let me just sit on the bench for a minute. <laughs> I sat down and within, within two seconds, a squirrel came up, climbed up my leg, oh. sat on top of my knee but like didn't just sit and look at me it like it was still gripping on with all four hands and was so close to me and was just staring at me and i was getting a little nervous and at first i was like well this is kind of cool but at second thought i was like this thing looks crazy yeah and like it has rabies and so then i stood up and i could see that its friend had been behind <gasps> me they're ganging up on you they were and his friend had climbed on top of the bench and was bracing itself ready to launch off and i think it was going to try to get on my shoulder so i started running and then four of them started chasing me oh my god Corinne, you were nearly mugged by squirrels i was attacked by squirrels in the park what were they after did you have food did you have anything they wanted no <laughs> no i don't know and i looked around and no one else was having this problem <laughs> i would and there love were other to people. have seen that just you running wild <laughs> in a park chased by squirrels like other people were eating like people were actually sitting down and eating i wasn't eating i sat down and got attacked i love it so much oh my god i should have known i should have known when they all made eye contact with me the first time i passed through they were plotting. They're like, this is my park now. Now you have to walk like around the park every time you go anywhere. You can't go through. Literally, I have to go the long way because I'm afraid of the bullies in the park. It's like, oh, God, what movie is it? I think it's Step Brothers when they, they go to do an interview and then they're on their way back and the kids at the middle yep. school beat them up. And so they have to like go the other way around. Makes them lick the poo. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally, yeah. Boston, I can't go through the common or the garden because the squirrels bully me. Damn so. squirrels. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. If other people hadn't been around, I might have thought that it was a fever dream, but it really did happen. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know if I should start carrying food to, like, bribe them to like me or if I should just really go the long way around the park every time. Yeah. I would worry about the food because then they'd be, like, too much, maybe. They're going to, like, do you think that maybe 
maybe something happened while I had the flu and all of a sudden I can talk to animals and I just don't know it yet. I haven't tapped into it and that's why all of a sudden they're climbing on me. I'm so ready for this movie. <laughs> I am Eliza Thornberry. Yes. I'm her. This is great. Okay. Well, you'll have to keep us updated on this because soon what if oh my god what if you got the flu that turns you into a squirrel so you don't know it but you're actually a squirrel now no that's that's a nightmare why not it seems like a fun life dogs and then dogs would become my enemy not if you are a squirrel that like rides a dog and then hitches a ride on it you know what i met a really nice dog a couple days ago his name was moose i bet if i were a squirrel he would let me ride his back there you go what's new in your life sabrina oh well i'm very um I'm like vibrating like crazy every and like inch of my body is like I'm I've had so much caffeine today that I'm so hyped oh, up. Okay, I was that, like, like this is a very confusing story. I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> I yeah, I'm just caffeine. Caffeine. Yes, I'm. I like want to go run a, two miles right now because I'm so caffeine. You almost said a marathon. I saw you <laughs> mouth marathon, which sounds like to any other person, it's an expression that means like you know something that you. Something so crazy that you wouldn't actually ever do, but you are a marathon runner. It used to be. I can hardly run a mile now. I'm, I've lost lost my legs, but I, doubt that. I have an exciting thing to say. And Corinne, you already know this, but for all of our listeners. So I work on the show Blindspot. People know that. So in 2019, there is an episode of Blindspot. It's episode 10. I'll let you guys know the exact date, but there is a two girls, one ghost Easter egg in the episode. You've got to find it. And if you find it and send us a photo of it, we'll just be excited. You win our excitement. You win our excitement (laughs) because we're so excited about it. And so one of our characters is holding something Two Girls, One Ghost related in the episode. That's You just gave so much of it away. It could be a sticker. It could be... Just watch. Just watch it. Just watch and then get excited with us when you see. Let us know if you see it. Because I've been waiting to say this because I wasn't sure if it would make the final cut. And it did. Did It It did. Okay. It's positive. You're positive. I'm 100% positive. And if it doesn't, that's showbiz, baby. Constant disappointment. Yeah. So (laughs) just cut everything out. You're just living here, living it with us. No, but it's in it. And I'm very excited for it. Okay. Can we talk about another thing that happened this weekend that I saw on social media that pertains to you? What happened? You can do the splits. Oh, so <laughs> many people have been very, so many people have been commenting on this. My sister texted me and was like, you can do a split since when? I thought you weren't flexible. I always thought you weren't flexible. And I was I like, know, it was very confusing. Rude. You went to a bowling birthday party yeah. and someone was filming you and you just dropped down into a split and it was shocking. I've been <laughs> friends with you for seven years and I've never even seen you do as much as touch your toes well how often are you asking people to do that if i could do the splits i would do it constantly <laughs> i've always been I able know to do our it. friends who can do it most of them they drop down they utilize it see i'm a secret splitter it yeah you are <laughs> You're a secret splitter i yeah i've always been able to do a split on my left side and um bowling is the perfect time to do it because you bowl a split, a seven and a ten split. It's like obviously you're going to do a. I mean, in my mind, there's an obvious connection between the two, <laughs> between bowling and spreading your legs far apart. <laughs> now you make it sound so sexual. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just got to say I'm very impressed. I cannot do a split, and I've never ever in my life, I think, ever done it. 
So I'm glad one of us has that talent. It's a secret talent. It's yeah. Yeah, for when we start our Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Two girls, one ghost. Oh my show. God. You could be the contortionist. Oh God. I'm going to, that image in my head is very fun. It's just going to be you and I failing to do many yeah. trapeze. You know what my things. dream job is? My actual dream job. And it doesn't exist. But a few years ago, people were talking about it on social media. The idea of having one regular person participate in all of the Olympic sports <laughs> to just show how amazing all of these athletes are in comparison. Oh, God, I would be so good. At, I would be so average. It would be. That's I'm, actually a great idea. Yeah, I think I'm the perfect person. And so I hope. But some hope, of them. Okay. Wait, well, do you remember the Winter Olympics? There were um, some countries that people just aren't good at those sports. I think this was the last Olympics and it was like the, um, what's the pipe the snowboarding thing? Half pipe. Yeah. So someone, someone did it from a country that had like no experience and just basically went back and forth on the pipe. Oh yes. I remember. I did. So that's what you would be like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember there was a swimmer who he was like, most swimmers are like super ripped and super cut and he totally looked like the average man at a beach in a speedo and dad bod yeah and he was so much slower than everyone else but they did like a whole stats thing and like in comparison he was actually a really strong swimmer just not olympic strong oh my gosh yeah wow but that's a dream job Woo! this week we're talking about haunted tunnels and i'm so stoked about it isn't it it's kind of a weird topic. You it just really picked is. a random a tunnel. <laughs> Let's talk about tunnels. But they're scary. You know how they have that superstition, and I don't remember what exactly it's for. But did you ever hold your breath when you would go through tunnels? No, I just did it going past cemeteries. Okay, so I used to do that, and now every time I go under a tunnel, I like find myself almost holding my breath, and I'm like, I don't know why I do that. I don't know what it was for. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a game to like hold to see if you yeah. can last under the tunnel depending on how long the tunnel is but yeah i agree they're creepy they're just like cold dark dank mm-hmm. damp areas every d descriptive word and you <laughs> another d descriptive word and it's also i mean there's an entrance and an exit from both sides but there's also something about most tunnels at least the ones on roads just the idea that like there aren't enough ways to escape it's like you're kind of trapped in one certain area and corralled into one space if you're caught off guard in a tunnel yeah you can get trapped like there are ways for people to hide because it's so dark that like they could grab you or it almost feels like there's Mm -hmm. something hiding in the depths like the underworld or even the more realistic possibility of the tunnel caving in and murdering yes. you as you are sitting in your car. Yes. There's a book called The Stand. It's a Stephen King book. It's my one of my absolute favorite books. And there is a sequence in it. It's kind of like a post-apocalyptic world where everyone gets this disease and like only a few people survive. And when people die, they like die in the middle of doing activities. So the um the what's the big tunnel in New York City? Why am I forgetting it? I don't know. Whatever. Everyone, I don't. You're knows. the Jersey girl. I know, right? Hoboken Tunnel? No, is that one? No, the main one. I'm so mad at myself. Whatever. It's a tunnel that goes from New Jersey to New York, and it has like that big sign. Anyway. Oh, no, the Holland Tunnel. Damn it. 
The Holland Tunnel. It goes from New Jersey to New York. And in the book, The Stand, they have this whole sequence where the people who do survive are walking through this tunnel. And it's like a really long, long tunnel underground. And there are just cars that have been stuck there for months. And it's just people being who are dead. And there's a pile of bodies because people were trying to get out and like ended up dying. And it's like a pile and like they have to crawl through it. And there's like this whole oh chapter about it. And they're trying you, to get you, you, into you, New you. York. I know. And so like when I was researching this, that's all I could think of. What? Uh, okay. Yes, I know that this is not what our podcast is about. And that, that was a fictional book. But why did they have to get to New York? I'm already curious. I just need to read the book. Yeah, you need to read it. It's the best book. It's so good. It's really good. I'll send it to you. Okay, perfect. It'll be another one of my just because gifts. Just because. Speaking of gifts, thank you for my Christmas gift. I got it. You're welcome. And I love it. Did you get both? Yes. Okay. I'm excited. I was just dying of the flu when I received them, so right. I wasn't able to That's fine. type out a thank you. I'm excited to see what you do with the, the code breaking book I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> Secret code book. Nancy Drew, baby. That's what I feel like. Oh, yeah. Um, should I go first? Should I yes, tell you please. about my tunnel? Okay. So I chose a tunnel, and it's hidden in the marshy depths of Churchill in Richmond, Virginia, where the Richmond spiders play. I almost went to Richmond University, and their mascot is a spider. Hell no. Number one reason to not go there. Exactly. Aside from the <laughs> fact that I was also waitlisted. But I obviously chose not to go. I chose well, not to pursue my waitlist role because the spiders turned me off. As an arachnophobe, I support you in your decision to become a lion instead. <laughs> I like the cat genome better than the whatever spiders are. Arach Eight-legged arachnid. freaks. Oh, science. Um... There is a tunnel in Churchill, Richmond, Virginia, that extends approximately 4,000 feet, and it is so haunted that it was sealed up to prevent people from entering it and encountering the evil within. Actually, it was sealed off for safety, but it is called the <laughs> Churchill Tunnel, and it is haunted- Just bend the truth whichever way you want, Sabrina, <laughs> whatever fits this podcast better. Well, that's why I do a disclosure after I say the exciting- Thing, I have to correct myself because I get caught up in the fictionalized version of stories. <laughs> um, but it is called the Churchill Tunnel and it is haunted by many ghosts and a vampire. What? Mm -hmm. So the tunnel was built in the 1870s and opened in 1873. And it was built as a part of the Chesapeake and Ohio Railway, Railway or the CNO Railway. And as many of the stories we talk about during construction there were many issues a lot of deaths and they found that the soil that churchill is like built upon is this very um when it gets wet it becomes very it changes a lot so it would cave in and while they were doing the construction there would be all these cave-ins a lot of people would die and be stuck under the soil and yet she they just like some. decided oh it's fine well let's continue to build this tunnel and so, yeah, no, w yeah, that's, yeah, you'd think that they would stop. Right. And it's kind of crazy because so they built the tunnel. It opened in 1873. And then in 1902, they like were like, OK, there's actually so many better ways to get around. Let's close the tunnel. So they closed the tunnel after like Jesus. 20 years of operation. 
after that many deaths right and we're like oh there are better ways and it's like couldn't you have looked into the better ways before you kill all these people so yeah 1902 they closed it and the tunnel was decommissioned for 20 years and then in 1925 they were like well this tunnel's here so maybe we try to find another use for it and we can try to like rebuild it and restructure it to make it more sound like structurally sound and then on the afternoon and this is very sad on the afternoon of october 2nd 1925 there were 200 men working on the tunnel they were standing on flat cars and they were all being pulled by a steam locomotive and they were working on the tunnel's roof when all of a sudden the ceiling above the train collapsed and it buried the train in rubble and clay near the western entrance of the tunnel and the steam squirted from the squashed boiler which is i guess a part of the train don't know um and it started a fire that scalded many of the men in the in the collapse and there was this one man benjamin f mosby who was the fireman of the construction that they were doing and he was Mm -hmm. able to crawl out of the tunnel so he is scorched like he has been burnt so badly by the steam and he's bruised and battered from all the rubble that's falling down and he He must have looked terrifying right so he crawls his way out and it makes it out of the tunnel through the east so like this is a four thousand feet tunnel and the collapse happened on the west side and he crawled all the way from the west entrance to the east entrance to get out and he's completely like just injured and his injuries were so bad that when he got to the hospital he died a few days later oh man oh sorry a few hours later that's how bad his injuries were that's too bad his will to live was so strong i know he still didn't make it yeah And there were a few other workers who were able to crawl their way out of the rubble, but most were not as lucky. And it's kind of confusing. It said, like some reports said that there were 200 men working on the train or on the tunnels, but then others said that like only nine died. But then all of the reports basically said like, we don't know the number, the real number, because records were so poorly kept. And that like, there could be hundreds of men buried in this rubble, and we just don't know. But so... For the next week, rescuers tried to go into the tunnel and excavate and try to rescue anyone who may be still alive still. But it just, like, kept causing more and more cave-ins. Like, it just, they would pull a rock and more rocks would fall. So it just became so incredibly difficult for them to even try to rescue anyone. Mm -hmm. And after eight days, they found the body of an engineer who was found dead buried in the cab of the train who was so badly burnt and he had a lever jammed into his chest and they were like we're not going to find anyone else alive in here like we just need to stop because more people were getting injured in the excavations and in the rescue attempts so they were just like we we can't there's no chance that the people are alive and if they were they're probably dead after eight days yeah so it is unknown how many people still remain buried under the rubble within the tunnel And it was eventually sealed off because it was too dangerous and they didn't want anyone else going in there and getting hurt themselves or getting stuck. So the west entrance was sealed off. The east entrance is still up, but it's kind of hidden in a marshy like jungle area. So it's very hard to find and it's filled with water. So it's very hard to go into. But there are at least two known men still underground. Their names are Richard Mosby and H. Smith. Those are like two people that they know were working in the tunnel and they were never recovered. And it is likely that many other bodies remain underground, never to be seen again. 
And I say only seen because they're heard often. So people near the tunnel have reported hearing a number of sounds, many voices yelling, get me out, help, help. The sound of digging and the screech of locomotive wheels that have been churning. So there are lots of sounds that come from the tunnels. Yeah. 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 But as if all of that is not bad enough and scary enough, on the day of the tunnel collapse, there was a sighting of a vampire. Yes. Please explain more. Continue. No, I'm I'm, just going to leave it there. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was a vampire. And then. The end. (laughs) Okay. So there's a vampire. And so while the rescuers were trying to recover men from the collapse, they saw something really strange. And they like, from at first glance, they saw a man leaning over what looked like a body. And it looked like, oh, maybe he's one of the rescuers trying to help a man. And it looks like maybe he's giving CPR. And they inch closer. They're like, oh my God, there's a man. Let's like all like go and help this other guy help, help this poor injured man. But upon closer look, this man was not helping the body on the ground. He was freaking feasting on it. Ew, ew, ew. Oh my gosh. And this was pre-bath salts. Pre-bath salts, as far as we know. Like he, this guy was full on sucking blood out of this man and they were like, what the hell are you doing? They screamed at him in 1925 lingo, which I don't know. And the man looked up, stared at the rescuers, and had this like wild look on his face. And then they realized, oh, he does not look human at all. He looks more like a creature. He had like ripped muscles and his face was kind of distorted. And he had Ugh. skin hanging from his teeth and like blood Ew. all over his chin. And they were like, huh? And the creature starts taking off running they're like oh we can't let that thing get into our town so they start chasing after it this is my running oh my god bravery <laughs> yeah seriously and they start chasing after it they chase it all the way to the cemetery and in and then all of a sudden the man creature vampire whatever it is disappears into the crypt of a man who had died in 1922 with the name ww pool and they like locked up the crypt because they were like whatever this is let's lock it in here and make sure it doesn't come out. And it's believed. So this is where the legend of the Richmond vampire comes from. And I'm sure people who are from Virginia probably know of it. But the legend goes that in the crash or in the collapse of the tunnel, that man, what was his name? Benjamin F. Mosby, who crawled out of the tunnel, was cursed by something when the, and that when the tunnel crashed it unleashed this curse on the earth and because benjamin was there he was like kind of the one who took on the curse mm-hmm. and when he died in the hospital he didn't actually die he became a vampire and that he returned to the scene of the crime and his only way to survive was to feast on the men who who also died in the tunnel crash Taking this, like, poor innocent man and turning him into a villain. How horrible. I know. I think they just wanted an answer and, like, it was like, well, who's the one person who, like, got out of that tunnel and, like, then died? You know, like, who's the survivor of the tunnel who, like, didn't live? I don't know. I don't know why they chose him, but that's what they did. And it's believed that now, you know, like, the tunnel has been blocked off, but people still hear people shouting, get, let me out, let me out, I need to get out. People believe that Richard or that Benjamin actually turned some of the men into vampires when he was feasting on them and that they are stuck inside the tunnel 
and are trying to get you to let them out so they can suck your blood. Oh, so don't walk through the tunnel and lock your doors. Yes, exactly. Just don't go near the tunnel. Avoid it. True. It's closed. You're not supposed to be in it. Right. So don't go. Right, exactly. And so in the years since the crash, there have been sightings of the vampire throughout Richmond and people like to like, you know, kind of continue that legend on. Um, There have also been like a lot of problems just in terms of the ground beneath the town just kind of soggy and wet and there's all this water i think there's like 17 million gallons of water in the tunnels so the the ground uh, and there's like houses and buildings built above the tunnels like obviously they're not built on sturdy land so there's been several houses a tennis court and a wall of a church that have like kind of sunk in and crumbled and fallen apart and been destroyed And then in June of 2006, there was interest in investigating the tunnel and attempting to recover the train and the remaining bodies, but they drilled a hole into the tunnel and they saw that it was just like filled with water. And they're like, if we try to do any excavation, it will destroy this town. Like every building will come down. Jeez. um, So the, I know. So everything is still underground in the tunnel and like no one really knows the truth of how many people are there or whatnot, but it is said that around Halloween and the month of October is when activity picks up like crazy in that area throughout the town and then through by like the tunnel entrances people will hear screams and sounds of men trying to get out there have been um like sounds of banging on the walls but is it a vampire or are they souls that are captured underneath the neighborhood we don't know probably both i vote both Okay, they're vampires and souls. Or maybe they're all vampires because one turned into a vampire and ate the rest of them and they all turned into vampires and it's a whole vampire community underground. What if it's real people screaming for help because the vampire comes back and (sighs) drags them into the tunnel to do the blood sucking? It's very possible. Well, that's what... Knowing that others will say it's paranormal. Right. Well, because people do go and search for the eastern entrance, and then if they go in, do they ever return? I don't know, because I didn't find answers on that. And maybe there are no answers, because the people who have gone in have gone missing. This is why you should share your location on Find My Friends with trusted people, so that they know where you are, or at least where your phone is. You have mine, and I have yours. Yep, we can always see where we are. Mm-hmm. I'm always home. So. <laughs> Same. I'm always home or at work. <laughs> Our friend Marissa was saying that someone the other day was like, oh, I always see that you're at this one bar or like this one place. Like, is that your like local spot? <laughs> and Marissa was like, that's my apartment. <laughs> and she was like, it's embarrassing because they're seeing my location on the weekend and seeing that I'm home at my apartment. <laughs> oh, but that's a good trick. Always live above a bar. So it looks like you're being very social. Yeah. <laughs> That's the key to surviving as an introvert while looking like an extrovert. (laughs) To all your friends. But anyway, that is the Churchill Tunnel in Richmond, Virginia. And if you do find yourself at the edge of the tunnel, be careful. Because they do say that when you get to the edge of the tunnel, it's as if you are on the cusp of the underworld. And like going forward into that is going into the depths, into Satan's arms. I've got to ask my friend Ryan about this because he went to school there. Oh, really? Yeah. Let us know if he has any stories. Oh, Um, I'm going to ask. Yeah. Or if anyone else has stories, if anyone else has been, 
were lured in by vampires, let us know. Maybe the yes. whole town of Richmond are vampires. I don't know. Oh, my God. Plot twist. That's why they like spiders so much. I don't know. Do vampires like spiders? I feel like they would. I don't know. It's all spooky. So, yeah, probably. Yeah. I feel like that goes together hand in hand. See, this is why you're a writer, Sabrina. You do the plot twist. Psych, all of Richmond is a vampire. Everyone's a vampire. Vampire Academy is probably based on Richmond, Virginia. Maybe. That's pretty wild. I love a good vampire story. It's funny because I believe in like all of the cryptids and everything paranormal, but vampires are the one thing that I'm I'm on the fence about where I'm kind of like, mm, I think it's made up, which is interesting that I'm picking and choosing. I also feel like cannibalism in the in history wasn't as like frowned upon as it is now so like i think vampirism and vampires came from the idea of people eating people yeah perhaps but i guarantee there are people out there eating other people 100 percent. that one guy like put out that ad uh, do you remember when that oh, happened yeah. a few years ago he put up an ad and requested to eat someone and was asking if someone would offer their body another guy willingly offered himself to be eaten and they together ate part of this guy's body and then oh god you know what i should have given a warning that i was going to tell this whole story because it's it's disturbing but yeah essentially it was i think deemed illegal even though it was voluntary oh god i just watched um, the um my friend Dahmer movie mm -hmm. which i was a little disappointed but it just makes me think of cannibalism because i eat you up but the actor in that movie was so good yes yeah he was oh my gosh what is his name he's a disney channel actor is he yeah he's from austin and Allie. i don't know what that show is that was my like little guilty pleasure show that i'd watch when i was way too old to be watching disney <laughs> channel yeah i was like that feels like that was after my time of disney oh my god yeah they're like our age <laughs> <laughs> my friend Dahmer was great acting but yeah it's i think it, the disappointing part is that you it's just the build up to the first act and there's no actual like murdering. Yeah. And also like it made it. Here's my thing. Dahmer didn't become a serial killer because his parents got divorced. Sure. Maybe he had issues because of that, but that's not why he became a serial killer. And it felt like that movie was trying to say that's the reason. Oh, it did paint Dahmer in kind of like a sympathetic sort of. Yeah picture it made you want to be like oh well if things had been different if his life if these people were nice if 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 but yeah and then they didn't really lean into like oh you cut out oh Sorry, I said did I you did do not. one did you hear all of it now i heard nothing <laughs> <laughs> whatever forget it okay my tunnels are kind of similar to your tunnels really in a way okay in a sense that it's a uh, no longer open and other things are built on top. It's not necessarily just like a tunnel that you drive through. Mm -hmm. But I'll explain. Okay. okay. This is the haunting of Sacramento's underground. Ooh. Yes. Does this go throughout the whole city? I think. I don't know how how much, but like a good part of it. At least all of old Sacramento. Whoa. Because, so, okay. So in old Sacramento, which, sorry, Sacramento's in California for people who do not know. It's in Northern California. <laughs> yes, <laughs> correct. I never know where they where they start saying Northern and stop saying Mid. So Sacramento, California, there are a bunch of dark tunnels running underneath the city, and they were built. Well, sorry, getting way ahead of myself. <laughs> Let's go back in time. 
great to when people first started going to Sacramento, first started establishing themselves as residents of Sacramento. Mm -hmm. Sacramento experienced an influx of people moving there during the gold rush. There were actually way too many people there. It was super overcrowded. There was a ton of violence. Disease came. There were fires, cholera outbreaks. Oh, you would have hated it. It probably was so smelly. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, so smelly. (laughs) Just so much going on. And they had a bunch of natural disasters, too. So it was like not only were the people like hurting each other and causing a scene, but there were also diseases coming through and natural disasters. And in 1861 and 1862, a storm came. This is the worst storm to have ever hit the state. The worst storm in like recorded history. I love storms. Storms. It's because it's out of you're out of control. There's nothing you can do to stop the storm. It's Mother Nature just destroying humans. I know. And just like the sound of rain and lightning is I love I don't know. There's something about a storm. And I feel like everyone gets this way when it rains or when it's stormy. You just want to be cuddled up in bed and it feels warm in this weird I know it's probably wasn't the case in that time in Sacramento, but now it is. In, in a somewhat controlled storm, I understand the magic and romance of it, but this was a really horrible storm. It lasted three entire months. It spanned the winter season. What? It canceled Christmas that year because it was like over the Christmas period. Oh. And this episode's coming out right near right Christmas. Before. Mm-hmm. Right before. So Christmas was canceled in Sacramento and the rain just poured down on the city for three whole months. Oh my God. It was heavy. It was nonstop and it did some crazy damage to the area. The river overflowed and the banks burst open, which let the, all of the water rush into the city as if they didn't already have enough water from all of the rain. Wow. And this led to a large amount of the city, a large part of it being completely underwater. And so... Unfortunately, a lot of people died. And only a few years earlier, they had a cholera outbreak. So like within this like decade, there was so much death in Sacramento. But yeah, the flooding happened and survivors hopped on ferries and tried to leave the city. But plenty of people had already passed away from this natural disaster. They didn't get a chance to escape. And the dead bodies were just floating through the city. (gasps) Oh, God, which adds to more like makes more disease and like... The Uh rot and oh, that's so sad. It's thought that thousands of people died during this time and many people were never identified. Three months of a storm is almost biblical in the sense. Like I bet you people were like, this is the end of the world. Oh my God, yes. And also Sacramento at the time was sea level. So they built like right from sea level. So that's, I mean, that's never really smart. (laughs) Right. And California, when it comes to weather, never does that, never does a little bit of anything. It's like massive drought, massive fire, massive mm-hmm. rain. So once the rain stopped and the water dried up, the Sacramento people decided that they wouldn't just abandon the city. This was their city. They established it. They were going to rebuild the city. But this time they were going to build it an average of like 10 or so feet above where it had been at sea level. Okay. So this ensured that they'd be above sea level. Everything would be fine if it rained again. And so they rerouted the river. They took precautions against the flood and they rebuilt Sacramento. And they did this by building the whole city just on top of the old city. (laughs) So it's like a hidden city under the city of Sacramento. So it's almost like a cemetery. Yeah. Too, because the amount of people who died there. Right. And so all these tunnels 
were essentially built because new buildings were built on top. And so these tunnels are like the old either hallways or like driveways and streets and stuff. All of these tunnels just exist underneath the city. Whoa. And it's like, I mean, it's not the whole city of Sacramento. Sacramento is pretty big, but like mm-hmm. the old part, especially by the water, that's where all of this is. Um, and Jeez. some of the tunnels were filled in, but a lot of others were just left open, cold, dark, mostly blocked off. And most people don't go down there because, you know, it's why would you want to go down there? It's a place where a ton of people died. It's a rough part of history a sad part of history let me guess lots of people do go down there some some (laughs) some people but people kind of avoid it i wonder why. today there are a few businesses that are built on top of the tunnels that actually have access so like a lot of the tunnel the tunnels were closed in and like filled in but some still have access to the tunnels but these businesses chose to brick up the entrances they did not want access to the tunnels but the tunnels didn't go unused right away so in sacramento's history a lot of the criminals decided to make it their home they were dealing drugs they were hosting gambling there was a lot of prostitution out of the tunnels and it was also a popular dumping ground for mobsters bodies you mean dumping bodies yeah if you're saying dumping and mobsters it means human bodies well it could be the other dumping i don't know they all go there to poop. Nope. That's weird. <laughs> they have enough money. They don't need to do that. They own toilets. But that's what my um, mind went to. Yeah. It's often it's often bathroom jokes with you. <laughs> Another reason you are a dad. <laughs> the dad jokes. Dropping kids off at the pool. All right. So there was so much death that happened in these tunnels while they were active streets. And then also after when they became these abandoned tunnels so it's really no surprise that there's paranormal activity down there right many people have reported activity in the tunnels there are shadow people there are full-bodied apparitions there are evil entities people have caught evps there have also been uh photo evidence of orbs strange lights there are cold spots it gets colder and colder as you go deeper into the tunnels Mm -hmm. and people have even felt as though they were being pushed by an unseen force so the tunnels really have it all and even the businesses attached to the tunnels are not safe the business owners sometimes find strange symbols on the entryways where it's boarded up and there's also just a bunch of activity in those buildings themselves so a few of the buildings that are hot spots themselves include the bf hastings building the eagle theater and then there was also the like old courthouse they have a lot of activity in those buildings and all of them i believe have access to the tunnels so there might be something there that would be so scary to go like get into work one day and then see the tunnel entrance and like there's a marking on it that you know you didn't put there and you know wasn't there last night so how the heck did it get there i read too in one of the articles that it said when these businesses uh turn over ownership to new owners the new owners are advised to not do anything if a symbol appears just like leave it be like don't touch it it sounds like something that the mobs mobsters would do like they'd put a symbol to be like drug drop here you know oh yeah Mm -hmm. like spycraft yep you never know I always wonder what life as a mobster would be like. I wonder if any of them wrote books. 
I'll look into There are plenty. Did I ever tell you my brother's girlfriend's uncle is Frank Costello? He's dead now, but he was like one of the top mobsters in uh, the eastern New York and all that area. Do mobsters, when they get caught and eventually go to jail and stuff, do they, do their families stay rich? Because aren't you supposed to like take care of the family? Like, I, I, we wouldn't know because they wouldn't say. People don't like to talk about what their family did if they were mobsters. You don't really know. We have a few friends that are always like, I don't know where our money came from. I'm pretty sure it was legal. Yeah. I lived across from a family that we always were like, I think he's in the mob. We convinced, when I was little, we convinced ourselves that one of our neighbors was in the CIA. And I can't remember why. (laughs) But (laughs) if eight-year-olds thought he was in the CIA, I'm sure he wasn't. (laughs) I don't know. Eight-year-olds are pretty intuitive. They can see ghosts. I bet you they know when someone's in the CIA. Yeah, blue is cover. He had to move out of the neighborhood. Okay, so the tunnels are weird and scary and have paranormal activity. There are strange noises. There are disembodied voices. There's laughing and just generally a bunch of activity that happens down there. People who go say that they immediately feel scared and uneasy upon entering the tunnel. And they also feel as if there's like a darkness, like a dark presence as soon as they enter the tunnel. And it just gets worse as they go further and further in it's also alleged that some people who've gone in have never made it out again mm-hmm. and there is a section of the tunnel which you can go to it's part of a tour it's part of many tours i believe Ooh. that goes through old sacramento and the history of sacramento um there's a section of the tunnel i think there's actually like maybe two sections that are open to people to see and it yeah, I mean, it's a guided tour. So you're with a bunch of other people. I don't want to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go either. And here's an interesting thing. The homeless people have a lot to say about these tunnels. The homeless in Sacramento, it's known amongst the homeless community that you do not go into the tunnel. You avoid the tunnels. You would think that it would be like the spot, you know, no one really goes. Mm. It's like secluded. You're, it's shelter. It's, right you know, a good place to stake out. But no, they all, anyone who has gone in has only lasted like a day Mm -hmm. and has come out and told everyone else like, yep, nope, you shouldn't be there because they see things and they see people and they see odd, strange creatures. And think about all the echoing and like, ooh, the darkness. I couldn't, I can't. Nope. So much darkness. There are rats in the tunnel that act a bit off. They stare at people. They stalk people. They just act not like rats and more like some sort of like extra intelligent creature that's, you know, keeping a curious eye on any visitors. And there's a beastly rat creature that's said to dwell in the tunnels. The tales say that it's a bunch of rats that basically come together and create this humanoid. The tales say. My God, I didn't even get it. It's like I have no idea. What you're Sorry, about. I just had I just enjoyed that a lot. Go ahead, ignore me. So all of the rats will come together and climb on each other and intertwine their tails, and basically create this sort of humanoid-looking figure. What? And then the figure morphs into this one being and has this sort of intelligence to it, and apparently has adapted the ability to speak to people and will curse and say horrible things. What? And it just roams through the tunnels. Karen, what if these are the squirrels you met and that these squirrels have the same ability that these rats in Sacramento have? Dude. 
1230 in the afternoon and the squirrels are attacking me. And next time you see them, they're going to be morphed into some creature. Oh, my God. You're not even safe out in the open. <laughs> what if they pose as a potential hinge date? <laughs> and then I, that's how they're going to get me. <laughs> We've been watching you, Corinne. Oh, my God. I need to start packing some sunflower seeds or something in my purse. <laughs> Throw them really far away so that I can run the other direction. <laughs> okay. So it's believed that the tunnels are also possibly used for occult activity, although not sure if it's real occult activity or if these are ghosts that people are witnessing. But they say that they see men and women dressed in robes going into the tunnels and walking around them. Whoa. Which also could be another explanation for the weird markings on the door. Some sort of weird ritual. But the only thing is, how would they get the markings on the inside of buildings so they like, are locked? True. Leia's in the background and she's been licking herself for like 30 minutes. She's bathing. I took her to the vet and the vet said that she looks much younger than she is, that I'm doing a great job taking care of her. Oh, good. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very proud. <laughs> proud cat mom. I'm going to get proud a shirt. Cat mom. Uh, paranormal investigators have gone into the tunnels to scope it out. And pretty much every single group or investigator or medium or whoever that goes into the tunnels, they all come out and have the same agreement. They're in agreement that we are not supposed to go into the tunnels. The tunnels are not (laughs) safe. We are not welcome. We should not be down there. It's not just like, ooh, this is fun. We're investigating and this happened and that happened. And we hear the sounds of like people who died or whatever. It's it's evil. They think it's evil down there. And some investigators have been so scared by what they saw in the tunnel that one group who was actually hired by the local businesses to go down and investigate alongside a a psychic, a psychic went with them Mm -hmm. to investigate. They went down and they entered the tunnels for like a a bit of time investigating. And when they emerged, they wouldn't say what happened, but they just said no one should go down there. And actually two of the investigators retired from paranormal investigation right then. They were like, okay, that was the last one for me. What happened? for the good time. I want to know. I don't know. But it should be no surprise to us that ghost adventures went. Oh. They had to take a look for themselves. Right. What'd they find? Well, I didn't write any of it down, but I watched the episode. So let's see what my memory memory comes up with. Put your memory to the test. There was a they believe it was like an evil spirit that was basically cursing at them and saying like f you and stuff like that and zach felt the back of his neck be touched um they asked which one of the investigators that the spirits liked the least and on the like voice box recorder thing uh they said the spirit said aaron (laughs) oh my gosh and oh my gosh there was they asked if they knew the spirit of this one woman because i'll get there in a second they asked if they knew this one spirit by name and the voice box said possibly there was just a bunch there was a lot of like activity and oh oh and they saw they saw they captured like on footage a little bit of like a black shadow like moving into the corner and then they didn't capture this, but you get Zach's reaction. He freaks out when they're all standing there and he saw someone like clear as day walk past the Eek. entryway. Oh, it's so scary. Yeah. So a lot happened to them in like the short time that they were there. So imagine being someone who was alone, who was just like, 
had your guard down and was just walking through or like trying to spend the night in some shelter and what you would see. I don't I don't want to imagine that. Yeah. Uh, there are a few more spirits that are in the tunnels that you should also try to avoid. <laughs> there is a spirit of a cowboy who laughs and he yells at visitors in the tunnel. He I don't know why he's laughing, but I guess he's angry. So he'll like shout and you know, demand stuff of people in the tunnel. Like evil laughter, like, ha 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 ha, I've got Perhaps, to yeah. And then there's also a white lady who calls herself Lucy. And she glides around the tunnels in a white dress and she just disappears around every corner. People just constantly see her like turning the corner and disappearing. I, it's so interesting when there's such a big event with so many deaths that it's like, is there just this ghost world underneath the town of sacramento that is continuing to go on and like that woman who's not trying to scare anyone is just going about her normal ghost life and just yeah, happens she to seems scare like people. the only positive spirit down there i mean we have shadow people we have a right. screaming cowboy we have a rat beast we have evil <laughs> entities like it doesn't sound good we've got it all we've got it all other than lucy apparently uh, one of the historians was down there and saw her and felt her like basically felt the energy like of this woman come up oh. to her and kind of grab her and say, Lucy, Lucy, like I'm Lucy. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. But also sweet. But yeah, there's a lot going on. These are the Sacramento's underground. Wow. Isn't it also crazy that you just can build a whole city on top of another city? Yes. Like, there are a bunch of places like that where it's, like, the city's either sunk into the ground or there's been a disaster or what, what have you. And instead of, like, rummaging through everything and excavating it, they just build on top of it. And I just – it's hard to wrap my mind around how they can just be like, all right, let's balance this entire city on top of this old one that's crumbling. Yeah, it's weird. There's actually um, – there are also, like, lakes. I think there's – it's called Lake Lanier, Lanier or something like that. And they just, like – built a lake on top of a town they didn't bother to take anything out it's just like there's so like on the bottom of the water is just a bunch of like old buildings and houses and whoa that'd be so freaky to like scuba dive through. i know weird i, I just <sighs> i get like time wise it's probably shorter and easier to just like cement over or like build on top but like it just seems like a bad idea yeah i know it does. And also just health and safety wise, it seems a little sketchy. Yeah, I agree. But I'm not a I'm not a building inspector. You're not health inspector. I'm not. It was not the first career path I chose. No. I'm I'm shocked by that. Story time. Yes. In two girls, one ghost. That cut out, so I don't think our ghost wanted me to hear that until I edit. <laughs> Well, it was poor singing. I'm no Ariana Grande. <laughs> hey, not everyone can be Ariana Grande, but you're Corinne Vienne and you're perfect. Thanks. Also, one thing yeah. uh, that I realized is we've been saying Zach Baggins' name wrong the entire time. Yes, I know. It's Bagans. Bagans. But it's a hard thing to say. My mouth doesn't work that way. But it's like, it's a pet peeve of mine when people say my name incorrect. So I feel guilty that I've said it a thousand times incorrectly. Okay. Well, let's say it a thousand times right now to make up for all of our mistakes. Bacons, 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 bacons. 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 You'd think from New Jersey I'd be good at that accent, but I'm not. 
big and or even like it's kind of like almost chicago too yeah it's like the like long okay that's annoying for everyone listening <laughs> shut up Chandler Bing. <laughs> oh i once played a character in a, a play this is i should have known i sh- wasn't gonna make it as an actor when i got cast as lafina and all i did was <laughs> laugh i should have known then But I came up with a great laugh, and it reminds me of her. I have a story, and it's from Courtney, and it's titled Ghost Picture, which you know it means there's a scary picture involved, which we will post on our social media with Courtney's permission. Okay. Hi, ladies. I just started listening to your show today after my sister recommended it, and I'm only on episode three and love the show. I've had several experiences with my ghosts in my past, and I found out a year ago that- Why did I zoom in already? Sorry. I couldn't (laughs) help myself. I had to look. I had to- Should have waited till someone got home. Wow. Yeah, Corinne. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. I'm clicking out. Okay, yeah, good. Okay. I have had- (laughs) Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I've had several experiences with ghosts in my past, and I found out a year ago that my grandma is also frequently visited by ghosts. So this has made me wonder if there is something genetic to being more susceptible to these encounters or if it's just that common. Anyway, I have to share this picture. The backstory to this photo is that I was a sophomore in college living in the dorm rooms with my best friend, Aubrey. It was, I believe, October 2008. Aubrey and I went to a house party near our college, and we went to the bathroom together as 19-year-old girls at college parties do, or girls just throughout their lives will do. I still do that. (laughs) Because it was in the bathroom, I can 100% promise you no one else was in the room, and the door was locked, so there was no chance that someone could have entered the room. We took a picture in the mirror together, because that was the selfie of 2008, the mirror selfie. Oh, yes, it was. Oh, yeah. Plenty of those. Oh, yeah. Uh, in this picture, between Aubrey and I is another girl. People say it's just a reflection, but look closely. Her face is totally different than that of my friend and I. Her mouth is closed, mine is open. You can see at the top of her head, which is shorter. Her chin is slight different, and you can see her hair. After this picture was taken, weird stuff happened in our room for the rest of the year. Our closet door would slam shut, the TVs would turn on, the clocks would all stop at the same time. Really crazy stuff. And... I kind of responded to the email and got more stories about the school. She says that there have been multiple deaths and ghost sightings on campus. Our school used to have underground tunnels from the dorms to the main building so students could get to class during the harsh Nebraska winters and multiple people have died in those tunnels for different reasons. I could have sworn there was like a shadow that passed my window and I got really creeped out. Ugh, yeah. One ghost that is frequently spotted is a little girl chasing a red ball. I never saw her, but the story is that she was chasing her ball as it went down one of the tunnels. But that happened to be the day that they locked the tunnels until the next winter. They found her body the following years when the tunnels were reopened. That means they locked her in by accident. Ooh. The school had a really long history of rapes and suicides there, which I didn't learn until after I started school there. And it was about a month after the picture was taken that the house was actually condemned by the state and tenants had to move out. Probably unrelated, but the house was a total dump. I haven't had much activity in my life after leaving Nebraska, thankfully, but I've also become much more aware of ghosts and maybe have just done a better job of protecting myself as I've gotten older. 
I posted it to the Facebook group. You guys are amazing. Seriously, I love the podcast so much. Thank you for taking the time to read my email. If a St. Augustine trip ever looks like it might be possible, please let me know. And you definitely have a place to stay. Thanks, Courtney. Oh, God, I still really want to go to St. Augustine. Mm -hmm. Guys, this picture, though, is so weird. It really looks like a girl, like, jumping in the picture. You can see her elbow behind them. It's really scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's really scary. (laughs) It's, like, for sure a ghost girl. And I bet you it was just, like, a ghost college student who, like, was like, these are my friends now, and then went back to their dorm with them and kind of was going through their closets and whatnot. Oh, my God, yeah. Ooh, so freaky it makes me wonder though if the place that they were at if there had been activity there before and if the people who lived there were suddenly like weird everything stopped i wonder why oh i wonder and didn't realize that it had followed mm-hmm. i don't know that's so interesting yeah. we'll post this picture i think it yeah might have and been- a bunch of you guys have already seen it because she posted on the facebook yeah. page so if you're a part of our facebook group you've you've seen probably it. seen it but we will post it on Instagram we and sure will. remain horrified forever. <laughs> I have been having nightmares about that one picture we posted. Like, I feel like every time it's burnt, like her, that it's burned into my memory in like a bad way, you know? You know, sometimes when you like close your eyes and you just see an image in the darkness of your eyelids. Yes. I often seen that, see that one. Oh my God. <laughs> so now I sleep with my eyes wide open. If there was ever a reason to not do a paranormal podcast, it's it's for the photos that scar us that yeah, we receive. They're, they're creepy. So scary. Well, okay, this email that I'm going to read, she attached pictures of her pets, or of their pets. It's two sisters emailing us together. So scroll on there. There's a cat and there's a dog, <gasps> one for each of us. Oh, they're so cute. Yes, the puppy's name is Logan and the kitty's name is Spooks. I love it. Oh, they're so adorable. Okay. This is from Casey and Morgan. Hey, ladies. Love the podcast. My sister and I, our names are Morgan and Casey, are co-writing this email because we have a lot of the same experiences and experiences in the same place. We've been meaning to write for a while, but finally decided to write because Morgan stayed at the Ambassador Hotel in Milwaukee this week for a work conference. And Jeffrey Dahmer killed a man in this hotel, his first victim in Wisconsin. So the hotel was a little spooky once she learned its history. Okay. And then they sent a bunch of experiences, Mm -hmm. a whole lot, which are super interesting. But I'm going to read just a few of them. Okay. For the sake of time. Menasha High School. This experience is titled. We went to high school with a ton of creepy things, like a ton a ton. Essentially, all of the teachers had some sort of story. They used to tell the stories pretty freely, but the principal eventually cracked down on that and didn't want the teachers to tell us anymore. <laughs> but hey, he didn't say former students couldn't write the stories to podcasters. Exactly. So uh, here they are. If you go to high school there, <laughs> now you know. And we named it by name. <laughs> yep. Manisha High School. For some context on the haunts, the school was constructed in 1938. The basement is a bomb shelter, and as legend goes, there are tunnels around the older parts of the city. More on these later. (laughs) One of our teachers heard a ball bouncing down the hall one weekend when she was at school late. Another teacher heard keys jingling when she was the only one at school on a Sunday. She yelled, hello, but got no response. And on Monday, she checked in with the principal, and I believe the badge scanny things, the things that allow you access to the locked areas, and she was the only one that had been there. 
The theater area is incredibly haunted, so much so that it's pretty common for people to refuse to go into the prop storage or changing rooms by themselves. One time, Morgan and a friend went down into the changing room to grab a prop. We heard little girls giggling, but we were the only two down there. One summer, tech crews came to organize our prop room. One of the items, the doghouse from your good man, Charlie Brown, had been destroyed. Looks like it had exploded from the inside kind of destroyed cheese them nobody should have been in that room over the summer to destroy it and also this is not the only weird thing with the doghouse but i can't confirm the other incidents with it were paranormal casey was shushed by someone in the catwalk when she was up there alone it was during a band concert but the shush came from the side that was facing away from the stage at first she thought she imagined it since She had heard her friend say that she had been shushed up there multiple times. Casey was going to brush it off, but then she was shushed again, but it was louder. And the former tech crew director and many other members had encountered creepy things in the catwalk, too. There was one time that the tech director and one of the auditorium workers were up at the catwalk changing the light bulbs for some of the lights. In order to know which were burnt out, they had all of the lights on. With all of these high-powered lights on it gets hot like hot enough that you sweat they had changed a few bulbs when both of them felt a chill and it went from hot enough to be slightly sweaty to where they were shivering another day the tech director was in the empty auditorium before the school day started opening it up for a meeting later that day she looked up to the balcony and someone was there it wasn't a student or one of the teachers it was an elderly man just sitting there And she went to check if the balcony door was open, but it was locked. And there was no way a random man could be up there. And when she went to see if he was still there, he was gone. One of the scariest stories from the tech director, who was also the teacher at the high school, was this. She was working late one evening at school, and it was close to 9 p.m. She was in her classroom, which was on the other side of the school from the auditorium, and suddenly she heard a blood-curdling scream. She went down to the first floor and saw a few other teachers standing by the door to the auditorium. They had all heard the scream, but they were all certain that it came from the auditorium, which was locked up tight. There were no students in the building, and even if there were, they would not have been able to get into the auditorium. The tech director opened the doors and checked, but it was empty. Oh, no. Back to the tunnels. So as legend goes, there are tunnels connecting the high school to various locations around the city. It's really hard to get confirmation if these tunnels exist or not. But the purpose of the tunnels was so if the city was bombed, people could get into a tunnel close to them and walk through the tunnels to the fallout shelter in the basement of the high school. That sounds smart. Reminds me of um, in Sabrina, they have like the new Netflix series, they have tunnels in the high school and they go there to keep themselves safe from the demons and witches. Yep. And the holiday special just came out. Mm-hmm. So if you really haven't good. seen that one. I loved it. It's one episode. One of these spots where the tunnel leads to is another school. The story goes, one day during a fire drill, a couple girls snuck away and hid in the tunnels. They got trapped in there and they all died. People in the basement of the high school will hear pounding on a door and screams. No. There's also the story of Mr. Merkley. He was a janitor at the school a long time ago and people will still see him around the area where the old gym used to be. A former high school football player, someone who doesn't get spooked easily, was shooting some hoops at school one morning before class. He saw an old janitor who he'd never seen before standing in the gym. 
and the student booked it out of there. A teacher saw the same man when the teacher was swimming laps in the school gym. Both of these people looked through old yearbooks and pointed to the same person as the man that they saw. Mr. Merkley doesn't do anything spooky. He just kind of hangs out. Ooh, Mr. Merkley. Not only is the high school haunted, but some of the other schools in the city are too. The tunnels that supposedly connect the high schools to places around the city connect to an elementary school. The school was built a while back, but it's rumored to be built over an Indian burial ground. That alone could easily make it haunted. On top of this, the girls who might have died in the tunnel also haunt this school. When Casey went to school there, the classrooms in the basement were rarely used. The only one that was used was used as, as an art room. The sinks would randomly turn on by themselves and the chairs that had been put on top of the desks would be back on the floor the next morning. In addition to the haunted high school and elementary school, the middle school is also haunted. Just give it the whole threesome. Just, you know, K through 12. You just got to get everyone. Yeah. Haunted your whole life. This school was built not long ago. Supposedly, it was built over some old railroad tracks. One of the stories is that a little boy was killed on these tracks. And one of the history teachers was working late one night and was the only person left in the school other than the custodians. And he heard a ball bouncing in the hall, and he went to see what was happening. Mm. He saw a red ball, like those used for kickball, bouncing down the hall. It disappeared around the corner, and so he went to follow it. When he got there, it was gone, but he heard a young kid's laugh. <sighs> the child also liked to play with electronics. The school had recently gotten smart boards, and as the teacher was telling Casey's class about the ghost turning computers on and off, the computer and smart board turned off. There was no one within 10 feet of the computer. Then it booted up again. The computer required a key to be tapped to finish booting it up, and when the teacher asked the ghost to finish turning it back on, the computer finished loading, which Ooh. should not have happened. Then the smart board, which required someone to turn it on separately, was turned on as well. Damn. She said, wow, this was literally a novel. <laughs> Our bad. We apologize. We just have so many stories and we couldn't decide which ones to share. So we did all of the ones that we could think of. But we've sent a picture of our pets to apologize for scaring you. Thank you. The adorable pup is Logan, and the very pretty kitty is named Spooks. Oh, Thanks yeah. for reading. See you on the other side. Much love, Casey and Morgan. Damn. That is a haunted town. So haunted. And I love, I kind of like the idea that the tunnels connect all of these haunted places together. And they're all schools, which is interesting. It is. It is. It's creepy. I guess you put priority in saving the kids if there's anything to happen. Send all the kids into the tunnels and keep them safe. And also, it like in the event of natural disasters, like I feel like schools are often the place because they're built so sturdy and right. they can house so many people. So it's yeah, it's kind of a given that like everyone should collect there. And they're usually pretty centralized in terms of like a town because people mm -hmm. all go to that one area. Right. It's always like churches and schools. Yeah. So interesting. I'm curious because both of our stories have like a bouncing ball. And yes, I I was like, are these in the same area? But I don't think they are because Casey and uh, Morgan are in Wisconsin. Well, are they? Yeah, it's Wisconsin. And then Courtney was in Nebraska. So they're different. But it's like interesting that these two separate stories have tunnels with bouncing balls. 
And it was at a university, so I was like, conspiracy theory, they all attach. So it's like the elementary school to the middle school to the high school to the university, but just wrong because you never know. Different states, very far away. There might be a whole nother extra tiny little tunnel that we don't know about that connects all of them together. I'm dying to know if these tunnels exist. It's one of those weird things where it's like, how could you not know? But it's records. Records were not really a thing. But also like... Who would give it to a random person asking for them, you know? Like, especially if they're trying to keep the tunnel's existence on the de- down low. Like, you don't want people going and exploring them and getting trapped or in trouble themselves, so. True, true. There were tunnels underneath LMU, the school that we went to. It's true. I never went into them, did you? No, I didn't because spiders. That was really the only reason I didn't. Otherwise, I would have gone because there were groups that would go and find them and crawl through them and be so dirty after. Yeah. Nick's fraternity, they did they did this event called the Shawshank Redemption, and Nick would lead people through the tunnels. Like, you know how in Shawshank Redemption, he escapes through a tunnel? You know what? I don't think I've seen the movie. Oh, my God. It's a based on a short story by Stephen King. This episode is now sponsored by Stephen King. Um, but he, yeah, he like has this poster up on a wall and he like had dug out a tunnel slowly. And so he escapes through the tunnel. So they did a whole thing. Okay. Well, now I've got to watch that one. Mm-hmm. And read the stand. Dang. Okay. You guys, if you have ghost stories, please email them to us. Our email is two girls, one ghost podcast at gmail.com. And then we have a live show coming up. It's on January 13th, Sunday. It's at the Hollywood Improv. And it is going to be spooky and fun, and we promise to try to make you laugh. And yes, buy your tickets, invite mm-hmm. all your friends, coworkers, fill those seats, baby. We're ready for a show. Come hang out with us. Come hang with us. There are still some VIP tickets available too, I believe. Yeah, you can hang out with us after the show, meet and greet. Yes, and if you missed the episode where we said it, if you do buy tickets, you can send us a picture of your tickets proof in an email and we'll enter you into a little raffle and we have a gift for the person who we randomly pick at the live show that day yep so this send that to our email with like the subject line live show tickets and then there are other ways to support us like buying merch or uh, supporting us on patreon where we you can donate for as little as one dollar a month and we will give you a shout out and then there's other bonuses and other tiers like stickers. Um, you get to pick topics, a phone call from us ghostesses. You can also rate and review us on iTunes. That's a huge help. Um, and then you can follow us on all of social media. We have Instagram, which is where we post a lot of the pictures that we reference in these episodes. We also have Twitter that you can follow and we have a Facebook group that you can join it's a private group so you have to answer two questions to get in but you get to see pretty much you get to be the first people to hear and see all of the things that we often talk about on these episodes yes like the photo we'll post that courtney sent and then we will see you you on the the other other side side of the tunnel very smooth